again, everybody. Welcome to What We Make a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. Matt. And we are joined today by our special guest, the other Matt, <laughs> Millennium Matt, Matt A. Sheriff Bullock. Yes. Goes by many names. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm quite the chameleon. Yeah. But I know what your natural form is now. So I've seen you in public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, pub, in person, yeah. Have you verified his existence? Yes. Now you must die, Will. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, there's police outside of my place right now. Uh-oh. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're, <Run>! just driving. <laughs> they're driving past really slowly and kind of freaking me out, and then they just kind of waved at me and kept going. Okay. <laughs> Hello, neighbor. Oh, Portland police. <laughs> they're so nice. They don't harass you. They just wave at you. They're, they're baked. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. They're drunk. That's the Austin police. <laughs> Well, today we're finally back. <laughs> uh, it was a nice break. We went to the Twin Peaks Festival. Yes. Some of us did. Some of us, three of us did. Three of us did. And one of them, one of us just relaxed. <laughs> yeah. And That's nice, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, today we're here to discuss episode five of season two. Goodbye to all that. Just also a Millennium episode and I think also the name of a movie. Uh, this episode originally aired October 6, 2008. So like all the references to dates in this episode, I think there's at least one, like 2009. Yeah. And it's directed by Brian Spicer. I don't know who he is because I didn't look him up. But, uh, oh, he's directed episodes of The X-Files, Lone Gunman, mm. Once Upon a Time. I like his he name. He made his... Yeah, Spicer. Made his... Film directorial debut with the film Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Oh, no. Also, <laughs> he's that guy. Seamus, by... if you're listening, is that a good <laughs> is that a good movie or a bad movie? Thumbs up uh, or thumbs down? Yeah, let us know. Turbo's better. <laughs> <laughs> it was written uh, by. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Yeah, it was written by executive producers Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stintz. Whoever follows Zach Stintz on Twitter, he's very opinionated about a lot of things. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. <laughs> uh, what do we usually do next? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're still out of practice. <laughs> recap? Uh, ratings were 5.6 million, up about 100,000. So, yeah, let's do the recap. Okay. So episode begins with some guy named Martin Bedell grilling outside, and that made me hungry to see that. <laughs> Uh, he gets visited by a Terminator and presumably killed. Right away, I was very happy with this scene. I was like, oh, that's so old school Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> where is Terminator. where is the show filmed? Oh, I'm guessing L.A. Probably. Is it? Okay. It's supposed to take place there, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does take place there. But All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Please proceed. I'm drinking this IPA that Matt A. gave me in. Oh, from, uh, was it Fremont Brewing? Yeah, Fremont. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed by it, but it's, it's, it's decent. It's beer. Yeah, it's beer. <laughs> so, yeah, so Derek's explaining how a guy, I guess they saw a report in the paper, so he's explaining how Martin Bedell helped John in the future, helped John put the resistance together, and reminds Sarah how other Sarah Connors were killed before T2 found, the T, the Terminator found her in T1. So, yeah. 
what oh, what just it. happened? Uh, <laughs> my, were my you just detected by by a Terminator? <laughs> that sounded my like anti- Skynet. Yeah, my antivirus keeps uh keeps sure. digging everything. It's like that's it's what it like, calls itself. I tried to wa- I tried to look at your pictures, Matt, from your vacation. It's like it's like threat has been detected. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. It's me. What kind uh, of spyware did you plant on your website? <laughs> <laughs> there are three Martin Bedell. There were three, but one's dead, and there are two others. So Derek's gonna go find number one, and uh, Sarah's gonna go find two, and Cameron's looking creepy, and yeah, number one is at a military school in Carlsbad. They're gonna go. No, yeah, John remembered the writing on the wall, in the blood wall. That was his I forget what that was all about. Fun. Where was that, and why was that? Yeah, that's in their basement, right? The guy from the future apparently went down there and wrote that stuff in blood before he died. Okay. Oh yeah, and yeah. Living, whatever. The guy from Deadwood. Yeah. Who, mm. sh- who? Who? If you watch Deadwood, this was the guy who shat his pants after he got drunk, <laughs> and then he would take his pants off and hide them under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many quirky characters in the show. Um, sorry. I noticed they had a. I noticed they have a really nice view from their house. <laughs> um, I I had a question about the the opening little. It's, is it the credits or is it like a pre credits thing? The cold open. Yeah, no, not the, the, the cold little, open. Uh, the intro. Yeah, the intro they show every time. Yeah. Um, why does Derek Reese look so sad in his little profile? Everybody <laughs> else like it's like Sarah Connor, Kyle Reese, Cameron, and then it's like Derek Reese. Ooh. <laughs> Future so sad. Or, well, he lost or, his like. Yeah, he sister, lost his brother. Oh. Place that he wants. I mean, he should just be happy that he can have a cheeseburger and French fries. That's what he should be happy. <laughs> but <sighs> he's even. I kind of. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I kind of liked Derek in this scene. Uh, he was being, he was trying to be a badass in this scene. Uh, so here's the question. Brian Austin Green, good actor, bad actor, or we don't care? <laughs> good actor. Okay. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I, I like him okay. a lot. In, I, I like him a lot on this show. I just don't... Sometimes he's very one note. I wish he'd get over this anti-Cameron business. I mean, how many times yeah. does she have to save their lives and be on their side before he can... You know, uh, adapt, adjust. I think I think that he's um, rivaling um, John for the angstiest character on this show. <laughs> yeah, John was especially angsty in this episode in a couple scenes. She shouldn't have something they're good for. That was Derek. <laughs> so John's quiet in the car trip, and Derek tells him that they're not just going there to hide. Uh, Barton Bedell in a cave. I like seeing then- John actually doing something. Versus yeah. them telling him, hey, sit this one out, kid. <laughs> go, to, go to school. Yeah. yeah, he insisted that he go. Occasionally, he gets he gets his way and he gets to do something. But again, it's more of a... I don't. I just don't know why they didn't call the show the John Connor Chronicles. <laughs> Connor Chronicles. Because she doesn't do as much as him. It's weird. It's a weird title. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very cumbersome to say. <laughs> yeah. Terminator the TV show. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's about her being a mom and like she's a son, so that makes sense. But I don't know. It, I, I I agree with you that it should probably be focused. It should be something with John in it. Hey, I've got a question. Or the Connors. Now, I now I personally feel that when this show goes into the future, that's when it's a, that is when it's it's most interesting. Do you 
think that the show would have been more of a hit? Would you have enjoyed it more if it was set in the future versus all this kind of prologue stuff? Maybe. I don't know, uh, because we haven't seen as much of that before, but I'm also wondering what, like, how long they could sustain that and what kind of stories they could tell. Yeah, I don't know, because obviously, I think, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be focused on Sarah at all. She wouldn't really be in it. Um, I wouldn't mind a different show completely entirely that's focused on the future, but it would be, you know, like radically different. And super expensive, probably. I'm wondering if this season ends with that kind of twist. Like, they've they've failed and now they've rebooted and now they're in the future and that's why this show is so well regarded because right now i'm i'm it's fine i'm enjoying it it's fine but i just get this impression that it's so well loved in its second season and i don't see a huge leap in quality between seasons one and two mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if something big happens at the end of the season that changes things completely obviously will you can't tell us if that happens yeah i was asking uh, malika and matt if that's something they would like to see do they want to see this show drastically change in that regard well i wouldn't want something really interesting to happen in the final episode because then i know I'd, it's like i'd never get a resolution but i don't know yeah so far it's just been i don't know it's, there's been some familiar stuff from the movies and i don't know the whole series just feels unnecessary so far i don't know but yeah, the future. Like, if it jumped into the future, or we we just stayed in the future, or the future changed drastically. I guess that could be interesting. But yeah, then I would be sad that I wouldn't get to see it. Yeah. So next, Weaver is telling Ellison about the nuclear plant that she owns that had a meltdown, which we saw. Oh, and uh, episodes ago, you pronounced it correctly, and he does not. <laughs> but nuclear. He says nuclear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So it was considered an accident, but she doesn't believe it, and she pulls out. Was that a Terminator eye? Well, who? Which Terminator is that from? The one that was in the plants? I guess so. That's How did that one saying. get destroyed? I don't even remember. Cameron did something with it. I thought she put it. No, she put it in one of those boxes or one of those t- barrels, didn't she? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it after. Um, Derek and John pull up to the military school, and Derek has a flashback to the future. Martin is there, Kyle is there, some kind of mission that they're going on, I guess it's a rescue mission. I love when they put these young actors in old person makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, didn't Martin have a scar? He had a weird scar. I don't know what would have caused that. (laughs) It was like a gigantic crow's feet scar. (laughs) Well, he was attacked by crows, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Terminator birds. Yeah. Robot birds. Oh, that's kind of, they should do that in the next movie. So there's some kind of mission that John probably wouldn't approve of. Brad Austin Green is pretty. That's what I have in my notes right here. <laughs> so Derek is talking to the head of the school. So he'll let John in. Derek will be a tech, and I don't know what tech stands for. Probably it's kind tact- of teacher. tactical something. This is yeah. this. I mean, what is what? What's the uh, accreditation of this school? Like, like <laughs> when you can just hire. Is this is this school respected? I I mean, you they just hire anybody to be a teacher? Like he's a veteran. Tr- so. Trust me, I'm a lieutenant. Trust me. <laughs> I, I mean, like, what are the standards here? Like, you're gonna send your kid to this to this academy where they just hire anybody off the street to teach a class? What? Yeah, if I found this out, I would definitely be taking my kid out of that school. Well, appa- well, apparently he's got fake 
credentials, like military credentials, and they hired him based on that, I guess. But it, yeah. it seemed very fast and out of nowhere, and like, oh, I guess we're, you know, this our life is here now. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just weird to me. It is weird because I, I mean, and also just like in terms of hiring, um, <clears throat> it takes a while, <laughs> you know, to put people through the system. They can't just start, right? You'd think there'd be many, a waiting list yeah. of people who want the position, and yeah. there would be, you know, like an HR who had to vet you, background checks, you know, drug test before we let you around our kids. Like, okay. Yeah, is this a government position? You know That's how what much I'm saying. Crap, you have to go through to get a <laughs> That's job. That's what I'm saying, particularly. <laughs> like, if it's a government anything, it's going to take forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe they slipped him under the radar and, like, well, let's see what his paycheck looks like. <laughs> he might not get one. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get this fool to teach our kids and not mm-hmm. pay him. We can do that. The government will approve. So elsewhere, there's a little kiddo, Martin Bedell, playing Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those annoying brats that I hear on Xbox Live. <laughs> like, you knew? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, you should not, uh, you should mute public chat. That's what I ended up doing, gosh. Like, I was trying to play the Elder Scrolls the first time, and all these people were talking, and just had to turn that off. That's weird, because it puts you right into the public voice channel every single time you boot up the game. What game is this kid playing? Um, Does anyone know? I didn't see. I wasn't paying. The sound effects sounded stock and fake, so I'm not sure if it was just, like, some little program that somebody threw together. Oh, I'm sure it is. Or if it was an actual game, but they just didn't have rights to the, any of the sounds, so they threw those together. I don't know. It was pretty convincing as a fake game, though, if it was a fake game. Well, I mean, he's pl- playing Xbox 360 and the controller's wireless, so with a battery pack, so at least that's believable. A lot of times <laughs> they have, you know, the wrong controller with the wrong system and it's wired when it should be wireless, and uh, at least. And he's wearing a wireless headset. I mean, at least yeah. it. it it's not completely stupid. Oh, well, I, so often of, it is. Yeah, yeah, speaking of video games and shows, I've been watching Sopranos recently. And in season one, uh, Anthony Jr. had a Nintendo 64 and they played Mario Kart. And in season <laughs> two, he had a Dreamcast. I don't know what he played, but yeah. Well, they sure they it wasn't do... Shenmue because no one played that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my Shenmue hoodie right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> You have Shinmu pajamas you sleep in. <laughs> this is them. <laughs> um, so there's a triple eight at the door, but Sarah says little Marty just in time, and she and Cameron run off. And little Marty has a lot of questions for them, and Cameron kind of answers them. I think this is the first time we hear Cameron speak in the episode. She's very honest this episode. Uh, I like this kid. Yeah, I. I He's very trusting though. Well, I mean, she saved his life from a hail of bullets, and but he acts like a kid, but he's not, and he's like not overly annoying, but he's a, as annoying as a kid would be. Um, I don't know. I liked, I liked him, and I thought, uh, th- uh, skipping ahead, I liked when he was kind of bonding with Sarah at the end. Mm-hmm. So um, Ellison is at the power plant questioning Hank or Nelson, as he's known on the show. <laughs> He, yeah, Hank doesn't believe what the reports say because, you know, people change when they blah, 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 <laughs> who change it. He, he was showing him you have to be really strong to do the stuff that was done there and they don't have any security tape. But he's looking into it too to get a report together because it's going to mess up the schedule and they want to be up in August 2009. 
Moon Peaks. So Derek's looking oh, around. Jermaine Swang. We'll just have a flashback. Okay. <laughs> I just had a flashback. I, I got the shimmy shams. Oh, shimmy shams. <laughs> so, I, I know I listened to our commentary for that movie, and I still haven't posted it because it's not great, like audio quality-wise, but oh, I'll probably put it up anyway just because it's fun. Go watch Camping Buddies if you want to know what that means. <laughs> yes. or, or don't watch it. You might hate us if you watch that. <laughs> it's only 40 um, minutes. Mm, yeah, you can, it's not too much of your life to lose. No, but you got to watch it with other people. Yeah. yeah, you know the way the way Derek got hired at this place almost seemed contrived. The way Buffy being hired as a counselor at Dawn's high school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Felt the same way. No, but at least then you could buy that Principal Wood knew she was a Slayer and therefore true. hired her so that he could keep an eye on her or or something. Like he had already, you know, rigged the system for her. Whereas this is just completely ridiculous. Maybe this guy knew that Derek is from the future. They have no standards at this school. <laughs> no, this this school cl- clearly is is not long for this world. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's it's discredited. You know, nobody goes to college. Pe- it's the on army, doesn't, yeah. Probation. Mm-hmm. It's like Orange is the New Black um, type of school, where some corporate buys it, corporation buys it for money making schemes. Oh, spoiler. I, I was hoping that they were going to lead the Terminator <laughs> oh, no. back to the school, and then we were going to get like a, um, like, a like, ooh, like, like the entire military academy was going to take but up arms against the Terminators. Terminators. Yeah. What's that? I What's that? Toy Soldiers? You know what? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, I I was hoping for a Toy Soldiers kind of uh, kids versus Terminators thing. Uh, it did not happen. <laughs> You know what would be awesome if, if like half the children die. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yes, that would be great. That's probably, when children that's die. That's a great thing. That's probably why they didn't do it. Is because when kids die, I mean, of course, the ratings would have gone through the roof. They'd be like, "Yeah, kill the kids," <laughs> and especially yeah, if they played is... that song from Toy Soldiers. I was just thinking about that song, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, well, this was network TV, so they can't probably can't kill children. Yeah. Nowadays they can. Not I don't think ten years old. ago they could. Yeah. I just watched it happen on. Han- I just watched it happen on Hannibal. <laughs> hey, spoilers! <laughs> yeah, spoiler. I just say who killed who. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm up to date with Hannibal, and I don't even remember. <laughs> Did Julian Anderson kill somebody? Did they all? They all kill somebody. Um, that show. I'm hungry. <laughs> what? After what? <laughs> I'm hungry for children. <laughs> yeah, guess I'm stewing the pot. Well, that's a tie into Hannibal. <laughs> so, Derek sees a deer. There's some gunshots. So random. He just saw the deer, and it was like this moment, and then it was off. But it was just yeah. like you're reminded that he's from the future, and he's probably haven't. He's never seen a deer before. Or I mean, he's seen a deer probably when he was a kid. But um. Yeah, the peoples are practicing. John helps a guy with his gun and gets scolded for... He gets a, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, but he also gets a demerit for... He gets praised and scolded, that's what I'm saying, by Martin Bedell. How did you guys feel about him, you know, advising this guy about guns? I don't know. I From the actor, I just don't buy that he would be that savvy about... I mean, I, I know that John is supposed to, but it's just... I don't know. The way he, he, he delivers... Huh? We've we haven't seen very much evidence of John knowing yeah. these things. Like it kind of comes up, but they keep him off the screen, you know, out of the action so often that I don't buy him as knowing all these things. 
I think that's it. I think it's because we haven't seen it. Because, yeah, I mean, we see his mom toting guns. We know he carries the guns, but we haven't seen him, like, assemble guns or shoot guns or, you know, know too much about it. When um, Derek showed up at their house, he said something like, I just cleaned those guns after, you know, Derek was going through them. I just cleaned them or whatever, but we didn't see it. And I, I, don't, I just don't buy it. His running didn't convince me either. <laughs> I've seen some good runners. He's not like. <laughs> oh, you mean yeah, the jogging? So go, yeah, the jogging, yeah. So he and Martin go running and they come across Derek and Derek kind of pauses a little bit when he sees Bedell. It must have been kind of creepy. That was kind yeah, of that would be really book. creepy. <laughs> and see, I bought it. I, I bought it from. Um, so I guess you know you're asking about how his acting is. I mean, I bought it in this scene. It was kind of like you could read it in his face that this is weird. I know this guy, but older. I like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if his eyes all his eyes always seem red to me. His face, like he, I don't know, crying, like lots he's of crying, drunk, drunk or crying or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's sobbing to his pillow that night because Sarah doesn't love him. Substance Aww. abuse problem. Brother's dead. Yes. That's why he's so sad in the opening, because he's been oh, crying. Oh, he's so sad. <laughs> so sad. Okay. <laughs> 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 Never gets old. <laughs> no. <laughs> I miss my brother Kyle. <laughs> I'm so sad. Oh, Kyle's dead. Oh, oh no, not Kyle. <laughs> he was my brother. <laughs> Um, <laughs> little, <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> little Marty wants to call his mom. He's bugging Sarah with a lot of questions, and she's going to give him some clothes that they got when they bought the house. All that junk that was left. I, at first, I thought they were John's old clothes. I was like, why would she save those and bring those around? Oh yeah. But she, just they, everywhere she carries them. Man, he tries to call his mom. Cameron picks him up. <laughs> And he tells us some hard truth. She lays down the low. Yeah. Cameron thinks they should have been gay. He's a triple eight. You've been with the boy in the crossfire. He's not the mission. Um, next, Sarah and, I mean, Martin and Derek are going to a meet and greet. And some dumb guy, Pyle, asks him some questions about kills and whatever. And Derek tells him about the realities of war. Why is it a thing for like idiots in the military to always be named Pyle? <laughs> is that a th- well, is that a thing? I believe so. Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Pyle. Wasn't there a Pyle in um, Full Metal Jacket as well? Holy, I don't know. I don't know. I that. Wow, I can look it up. Yeah, there's one in Full Metal Jacket. Who was Pyle? He was. Oh, he was. He was the d- idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he was Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh yeah. Is he the um? He's the one who goes crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, seen I like this scene. I the the kids like. Oh, so you saw action? Did you get lots of kills? Was it like totally awesome, man? <sighs> and Derek's like, "You fucking idiot! You have no idea." Yeah. And then the kids like cowered into the sitting down. I loved yeah, it. It was good stuff. Well, the look on the kid's face when he was getting an earful from a mouthful from Derek. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I mean, I I actually didn't care too much for it only because I think I've seen it before in a lot of shows oh yeah yes. yeah yeah it, for me it doesn't get tiring oh. I like I like I like those, those <laughs> like the blood... dressing down and the killing I like, kids and... yeah, well I like the blood these bloodthirsty assholes put in their place like they just they don't have any idea yeah mm-hmm. no, they, they have a they have a very um, idealized version of what war is like and 
you get somebody like uh, Derek, who's actually been through through this con- these kinds of conflicts, telling him it's it's not fun watching your friends get killed. Mm-hmm. So many idiots in the world; they need to be put in their place. These kids play too so, much Xbox. So it's weird that Google remembers. Like on my Google search results page, it shows my last pizza order. Yeah. When I Google the pizza place, mm. they just know everything. Uh, it's like Google is Skynet. Maybe they're starting. They're starting to freak me out a little bit. Yeah, well, you know. That's why you should use Bing. I'm so. <laughs> I should. I can I'm tell you getting... a little bit more about that, but I won't want to scare you too much. Yeah. You've been targeted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit! I'm moving to Canada now. Probably Find can't remember. Uh, I'm just getting ready for so I can place an order when we get closer to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are hungry. <laughs> like, get me off this damn podcast. I need to order pizza. <laughs> Lately, whenever I've gone to a search engine, that the top suggested search is Katie Holmes' haircut. Wow. I don't. Well, know what, what? I don't know why that is. A lot. It just uh-huh. pops up as the number one, uh, like, uh, trending thing. That's impressive. I haven't even heard anything about her lately. Me neither. Now I have to Google Katie Holmes' haircut because I don't even know. I, th- I think, uh, no. I-, I believe she plays Ian McShane's daughter on the new season of Ray Donovan. So. Okay. Why can't I? Oh, fuck. Okay. I never remember my password. Oh, she has um, curly hair now. Everyone, just so you know, she has curly oh. hair. Oh. I should actually go do. Th- I should follow the the search engine's recommendation and actually follow through and find out what this is all about. She the one that was married to Tom Cruise. I wouldn't recommend it. Yes. But... Her sister was so, my art teacher. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Was she any good? As an art teacher? Mm-hmm. She's fine. Did she have a weird mouth? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think so, but she looked a lot like her sister. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, it's well, ambiguous. Yeah, okay, anyway. It's there. I start a meme about that oh, was probably already been one, I guess. About Katie Holmes' weird mouth. Yeah, she's got a she's got a crooked mouth, just like Lena Headey in uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Be better than that straight out of bullshit I've been seeing the past few days. You, Sorry if you're. Into have you ever that, seen? Like, speaking of like crooked facial features, have you ever seen Shannon Doherty like lately? Sure. Lately. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, since lately. she became an adult. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, rem- <laughs> I remember I've her from. Her. 90210, I remember her from Charmed. I remember when she was on Saturday Night Live and she was in the Salem Bitch Trials. (laughs) I only remember her from Little House on the Prairie, but... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, she she looks like... Like, her eyes look like they're crooked, but it's just like an optical illusion. It's really her jaw that's crooked. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And when she talks, she does that thing with her... She she has a weird mouth thing, too. Oh, okay, I'll never watch her again. I'm looking at at Shannon Doherty's um, filmography here, and she was recently in a film called Blood Lake, Attack of the Killer Lampreys. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's a must-watch. I'm going to delete Chon from my Netflix queue. Just watch the first episode. The problem is, is that once you see it, you can't stop seeing it. Oh. Okay. Listen, Milano is little, actually both of them have weird mouth things, so maybe you're yeah, better than that. I like <laughs> weird, I like a weird mouth and a big nose. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> about Matt. I agree with you what on the nose. A, yeah, the nose is fine. Um, what about a big button smile? 
Sorry. What? That's a reference to an, oh, that's a reference to an old 90s. You're song. weird. No, I, didn't <laughs> I am weird. He's going to get children on as a topping on his pizza later on. So You never he's heard, good. never trust a big button smile. Okay. I have. All okay, right. See, Matt, Matt knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So Martin is telling every in the future. He's telling everyone about their mission, but President Martin is talking to John about his family and how he kind of wants to. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Did you fall off your chair? No, I was picking up the remote to. Uh, I've been trying to watch the episode along with Will, and I, it was on pause, so I tried to pick up the uh, the remote for the uh, Blu-ray player, and so I just threw it on the floor. <laughs> the funny part about that is you said "oops" before we actually heard the sound. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, so, sorry. Well, that's fine. So he kind of Martin kind of wants to run from that place and never look back. He actually met a girl last summer. Wants to go with her and never look back. But it's a secret, so don't tell anybody. So Do you John guys wonder who the girl was? Um, she was important. I know. I want. I wish she was important. Yeah, I was hoping that she'd be important, but sigh. It's it's sad because he he doesn't want this life, this military life. He wants a normal yeah. life. He, he wants to go away and be happy with a girl, and he's never going to get to do that because we know how it all ends up. Wow, yes. that's really sad. Yeah, <laughs> it is sad. It's pretty heavy. Man. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder. So John goes and tells Derek this secret straight away. And Derek has an idea of where the triple eight will come from. He doesn't like how exposed they are. On TV, little Marty's uh, watching his parents asking for his return. Oh wait, is that so where is, is that where um is that the scene where he basically talks about well that doesn't happen when he when he talks about um what's his face? Oh yeah. When Derek, when Derek tells um John, yeah, you know he's he's like well he's leaving and he's like nope that's not nope. gonna happen. So it feels like you know. I mean, if they're trying to change the future, and part of it is like, nope, he's not going to do that, you know? I mean, it's just weird, right? Because he could do it, because the future is changing, or they're trying to change it anyway. So, mm. who knows? Butterfly effect? Yeah, you being here might change the future. Right. Like, because he, he would know him in the future, right? Like, based on looks? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe Derek gives him the scar. <laughs> He uh, grabs a crow's foot and just rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So little Marty is mad about his book report that he hasn't started on. Is that how little kids do when they're stressed out? It is yeah, he was very focused book. on this yeah. on this book report. Yeah. He had bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's like, well, to me. Kill I don't want to hear about the end of the world. I got this book report to do, see? So Sarah helps him pick out a book. It was John's favorite. Cameron does. John. Yeah, oh, Cameron does. Wizard Sarah wants. This is yeah. this is such a little kid kind of mentality. Like they they don't see bigger picture. They see ahead till to a couple days and the book report, and that's what they obsess Stupid about. Kids. That's kind of me nowadays. <laughs> well, I also think that he was like you know like he was missing his parents. They weren't there, right? So he's like, what can I control? What's in my control? I can do this book report. That's what I need to focus on, because like none of this is making sense to me. He's probably gonna block this out in his life, you know? Yeah, he's and, and see a psychiatrist. And it's, and- it's smart for for Sarah as well to say, okay, well that is something that we can tackle right now. 
and to get his mind off of all everything else. So it's actually it's a really good plot element. I like this. I like as I said, I like this kid and I like this plot because it it felt believable to me. Mm-hmm. So Sarah wants Cameron to go and help keep everything contained. She's going to help the parents. Ellison goes to the bar we saw a few episodes ago, looking into the accident, and the bartender tells him about a hottie chatting up that guy Greenway the night night before the accident, and goes and finds a picture of Sarah. That was a very big coincidence. Do we believe she's a hottie? (laughs) That's the the question. She's She's attractive. She's a little, yeah, she's a little, um, I I shouldn't say that, sorry. (laughs) Who, Lena, Lena Hidi? Is she Lena yeah. Hida, Hidi Ahadi? <laughs> That's hard to say. It's ah, Lena Hidi Ahadi. <laughs> say that <laughs> a few times. I can't. I can't. Drink another, drink another <laughs> bottle of wine and say once. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's looking a little haggard these days with her, uh, you know, being on the, on the run for so long. But, uh, yeah, she's very attractive. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's funny because I guess I just wouldn't describe her as a hottie. Like, I mean, from a, I don't know, I'm, I'm nitpicking, but like, <laughs> I, a choice of words here. <laughs> She's the mom of a teenager. Gross. I know. Uh, Moms can't be hot. Mm-hmm. Ironic. John and Derek are preparing for their upcoming battle with the Trip 8. We talk about John's dad and a deer. It's kind of a nice thing. He learns his dad was a crybaby. <laughs> Derek's one too. Yeah. They're very sensitive to those Reese boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, look who's talking, right? <laughs> it's like, it's a crybaby, and who's your one to talk? Uh, John's a crybaby too. Yeah, they're all crybabies. <laughs> hey, they're just in touch with their feelings, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get choked up watching TV sometimes <laughs> and movies. Not and this video show. Games. <laughs> and video games. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy X. That was really sad. Spoiler. Huh? No, <laughs> I remember that game, but okay. Um, so yeah, so Ellison showing <laughs> the twisted metal. He thinks it was two machines involved and there was a fight between them and lets her know that Nelson is looking into, um, he's investigating as well and she knows it would complicate their goals that they have. She says she wants her company to be a leader into the next century. He's an avenging angel. Oh, God. Do you like Shirley Manson, Matt? I like her. I hate Ellison. Okay. Oh, well. What? Oh, my God. I'm removing you from this call right now. (laughs) He's so so boring. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like how he mispronounces words. Why? <laughs> just his plot. He always just seems like he's on another show. This his mm. plots don't intersect enough with the other characters. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you there. Like I think that they they could tie this. It feels like he's off here, and you know that just happens to have an, a Terminator too. But <laughs> it's not the same show. But I I really like him. But I wish it was he was further developed. I thought in the first season that he was going to be on the track to becoming their ally. Like he had to play catch up, and then when he finally caught up with the plot, then he would be you know, an ally, but he's still lagging behind uh, information-wise from all the other characters and not really doing anything. He needs to start quoting the Book of Revelation again. Yeah, that's, that's also a interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what, have we, what have we become? But I, but I do like garbage, so. Okay. You get points for that. Okay. Garbage is good. So, 
We see Nelson getting drunk at a bar and a lady flirts with him. There was some lady in the credits called Bar Skank. I wonder if this was her. <laughs> Probably. What? So, uh, yeah, she was credited as Bar Skank. Wow. <laughs> so uh, they're going out. You know, that's uh, really offensive because Yeah, as a female, I'm a, I'm offended. I mean, all right. So she's a little proactive. That that makes her a skank. Yeah. Come on, come on, show. Well, that's what IMDb says. I didn't see the credits for the actual show. I'm just guessing it was the same. Come on, I'm IMDb. Not IMDb. Seriously, there's no skank shaming. <laughs> we are sex positive here on what we make. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're getting frisky outside and. Nelson finishes a little prematurely, and then she kills him, and it's Weaver in disguise. Yeah, saw that coming. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, I don't know why she had to. I don't know why she had to transform back to Weaver before she killed him, though. Mm-hmm. And how? How exactly was? How did he die exactly? His organs got stirred up. I would guess so. Mm. <laughs> Punctured a lung or something. Yeah. Internally, <laughs> internal bleeding. Um, yeah, I mean, seriously, if you, like, mess with his head by via his mouth. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. And the result is he's dead. So we see Sarah making some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I like this little conversation between um, her and Cameron. I think the triple A is probably going to go after the other Martin now. And little Marty's still worried about his book report. And Sarah promises the triple A won't hurt him. And yeah, this Marty is doesn't like crusts. Yeah, um, I was okay with crust. I used to eat the um, little edges off my Reese's peanut butter cups first, and then. <laughs> Me too. Sorry. I mean, I, I can understand. I can understand not liking the heel of the bread of the loaf, yeah. you know. But mm, what's wrong with crusts? I actually really no. I can tell you what's wrong with crusts because I used to not like them, and because they, it's the consistency. Like mm. it's a different consistency than the interior, and that's not a good thing. When you're a kid. When you're an adult, I think you learn to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah the variety of texture. I love yeah. crust. Yes. Yeah, but you know, really? sandwich bread crust isn't really good. Like, you know, like Wonder Bread sandwich bread crust is not really well, good. Of that's course, not good I. Bread. Only time, well, of <laughs> course true. it's not, but that's what they usually make it out of. Now, here's, here's the caveat I used to like take the crust and eat the crust separately. That's okay. Like, I would tear it around, and I would just no, eat the crust, because no. then, then it doesn't mess up the crisp, um, consistency of your PB&J. That's interesting. Hmm. So, John makes some comment about Bedell leaving and kind of pisses Bedell off. So, he should be, aren't you supposed to be leaving? Mm-hmm. So, Sarah get, yeah. <clears throat> Sarah gets sassy with Derek on the phone, like, you're just supposed to be babysitting and other, Triple H's been to the other Martin's house, but, you know, he better not touch him or you'll wish, or what, I can't remember what she said. But basically, you're gonna have to deal with me if he hurts that boy. Mm-hmm. Why is she so mean? He's so mean. Because he's a crybaby. Oh, okay. Oh, that's why she won't sleep with him because he's such a crybaby. Yeah, because he cries in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was so. It was so good. <laughs> little Marty thanks Sarah for saving his life, and she's not used to hearing that, and won't set with his fucking book report still. He won't drop this book report. Let it go. Sorry. <laughs> So Bedell's getting in the future. He's getting everybody. Wait, now this is the present. Wait, one second, Will. Uh, is this when Marty tells Sarah that she's not a good mother? No, that's the end. Oh, scene. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, 
But he's right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, come on. He hung a lampshade on it. Your sandwiches suck. Your son is going to be terrible. <laughs> um, so Bedell's getting everybody ready, and Derek's like, yeah, forget that. There's going to be a guy with a gun coming through. Don't initiate contact with him. And, and if you get me the signal before I see him, you win. So then he's telling Bedell and John what's going to happen. So this, is highly, deep- this is highly dangerous because he's not just yes. a man with a gun, but he's like a man that like will like, you know, I mean, they, they wouldn't have a reason to be truly afraid of him. I mean, I'd be like, run. If you see him, just run. And then let me know. Yeah. Let me know and then run. One of the two. Oh, yeah. All these people with guns, you would think that maybe one of them would do something. But it won't do anything. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, so in the future, their uh, mission was a bust and Kyle is trapped. So Martin and Derek are coming up with a plan. And probably the best scene of the episode, maybe. In the present, little Marty's reading The Wizard of Oz out loud when the Trip 8 arrives at the military school. Derek sees the signal and shoots the Wicked Witch. I hated this. I kind of did. Like the- I kind of did too, only because I was like, okay, who's Dorothy? Who are we pretending as Dorothy now? <laughs> who's, you know, the scarecrow? And oh, it was tiring. Oh, I like this scene. It did go a little long, the story. But- yeah, it went. It was too long. I, I don't like the parallels and voiceover in general, I don't like. And it just was like, I felt like it was trying to be too hard to be important when I ra- would have preferred it just be more exciting. Yeah, so eventually the um, trip A is snared in the trap, but he gets up and uh, chases John after Marty trips, and John distracts him. Very risky. Sarah starts reading the story at some point, and Marty leans on his shoulder, which is kind of cute. And, yeah, I was thinking when the Triple Eight was chasing John, if the Triple Eight had a gun, this would have ended very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and John would have been dead. Yeah, why didn't he gun? bring a gun? I don't know. But John just kind of stood there in front of him. Hey! So Derek shoots the crap out of the Triple Eight, and John sets him on fire. And Bedell's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Little Marty sleep when Sarah finishes reading, and you see Cameron's been watching John and Derek and them. Very creepy. And later, Sarah sends little Marty off and gives him a code to use if he gets in trouble. Ask her if she's a spy or a mom, and tell her she's pretty bad at being a mom. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. you, kid. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. I mean, you're not uh, you're not wrong, but come on. <laughs> she did Wait, she did save your life, so yeah. Maybe don't be such a jerk. Yeah, just because she doesn't know how to make sandwiches. Didn't Bill Cosby host that show? What? Kids say the darndest Kid. things. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That was a show. Oh my gosh, so yeah. creepy. <laughs> <sighs> So Bedell is weirded out. He knows he's got to stay there, and even though the end of the world is coming, can't go off and be with his girl. So tragic. Yeah, it's it's so sad because it's like again, it's like he just has to stay there because it's like a circuitous loop because he knows what's coming, ruins his life, and then he gives up his life for Jean. Ugh. I mean, that's really sad. Man, this episode. <laughs> On the drive home, John wishes he could wake up from it all, and Derek tells him what really happened to Bedell. 
He sacrificed himself to help save everybody, including John Connor. He died for John. They'd all die for John. That's that's pretty heavy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you said you learned that. Yeah, this Very wasn't good. a good uncle yeah. moment for you know. <laughs> for, like you don't tell him that. That's like so depressing. Yeah, and like I don't know, like later into the war, why is everyone throwing themselves in front of the the gun for uh? you know metaphorically for John like is he still like such an asset that late into the war like hasn't he taught everyone everything they need to know like yeah, you no, know what he's I special <laughs> what I want to know is why is he a savior is he a savior because like the Terminators came back and like just made him a savior like you know that whole time travel thing like like what makes this guy so special like seriously mm-hmm. like well, he's not really smart he's not really talented like I just I don't see it well, I mean, if Martin hadn't saved John Connor's life in the future, uh, you know, maybe then the war would be lost. Maybe Martin is the savior of, of mankind. It's like Neville know. and Harry Potter. It's like <laughs> only one. Yeah, there it could have been either one, but it was, I guess, Voldemort's choice that made Harry it's, the one. It's such a dumb con- conceit that John Connor is the linchpin for the entire resistance. Universe. Well, they've been like, well, what now? Five movies about it and one I, TV show <laughs> based upon this premise. We have to go with it for just a little while longer. All right. Terminator will never die. All, all I can just imagine, like, after the war, all of his other, like, allies, human allies being like, this guy, I mean, yeah, he was okay, but I was there too. <laughs> yeah, after he was like, yeah, he wasn't that great. He was just there. He was there. I was also there. <laughs> so was that guy and that girl, and we were there, and those guys were there. And I don't know why they make such a why? big deal. <laughs> Savior. You know what would be whatever. funny is if we find out it's because John John is like the father to like the real savior of mankind. Like hmm. <laughs> that. Let's name him right now. Uh, her, George. No, George is the Terminator. Save me. <laughs> um, Jesus 2.0. <laughs> That'll do. Why not? Jesus. Jesus. Um, so on the way, John and Derek get home, and John's crying like his father before him. So sad. Uh, Tom Specker <laughs> is a good actor, I will say. <laughs> I do like him in this scene. And that's the end. Sarah's looking out the window at them. Do you have any quotes? Now, there was some funny Cameron stuff. I've got one quote. As I said before, there's one quote per episode. (laughs) Everybody's probably going to grab. All right. I'll I'll go. Yeah, go ahead. Man up, noob. You don't want to get owned. Stop crying about your internet connection and learn to play. I got an AMK a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that is a good one. That's like four... (laughs) Four random gamer things in one one, two-sentence little phrasing. A better gamer wrote that line. <laughs> um, I have one. Well, it's an exchange. Marty, I'm going to call my mom. She was supposed to get me a book for my book report. Cameron, um, if you call your mother, that man will use, will use her to find you, and then he'll kill her. Then he'll kill you. Um, Sarah goes, uh, Cameron, would you like a bedtime story? Yeah. Well, that last line was my only quote. <laughs> oh, <no>, sorry. <laughs> so, who was our badass of the week? I'm going to give it to Martin. Martin. Martin saves uh, John Connor in the future. He was pretty handy to have around at the uh, military academy. Uh, I say, good job. Yeah, Martin. Older Martin. Not little kid Martin. Military Martin. 
present Martin, not future Martin. Uh, Martin with the scars. <laughs> oh, Disfigured okay. Martin. Martin. This, is, this is the same person. Future Martin. Martin. <laughs> okay. Martin, proxy we... savior of humankind. <laughs> yeah, the, the real savior of humankind. <laughs> not John. <laughs> <laughs> That's the alternate universe Terminator. It's Martin Bedell. I'll tell you who's not the savior of, uh, or who, who's not the badass. Kyle Reese, who looked at a deer and cried like a baby. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it Derek? No, it was oh, Kyle. Kyle. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> because Wait. Derek also looked at a deer and almost cried, so I guess the word is almost. If you had seen this episode before you saw Genesis, you could have uh, laughed at a Jai Courtney and been like, ha ha, you cried at a deer. <laughs> <laughs> I, la- I couldn't laugh at that movie, it was too hard. Well, I couldn't take it. <laughs> see, let's do ratings. Want to start us out, Matt? A. Uh, sure. Uh, this episode was fine. I thought it started strong. Uh, I got super excited about the military academy. I thought there'd be a big firefight, but it just kind of, kind of petered out with a uh, sleepy bedtime story about the Wizard of Oz, which I hated. Uh, good to see Kyle again. I like Derek. Ellison is still awful. Uh. I'll just give this one 7 out of 10. Resist- resistance fighters who can run fast, but not fast enough. Oh, How about you, Malika? Um, let's see. <clears throat> I liked it, you know, well enough. It was an interesting story. I did like the little kid storyline, which is surprising because usually I don't like those storylines. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good, you know, character building, I guess. Um, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 teary-eyed Reese's. God, I want some Reese's peanut butter cups. No, they come up twice. It doesn't remind you of food. (laughs) I know, seriously. (laughs) No, not really. You probably feel that way every time you look at your dog, too, huh? I know. I was going to say, I'm like, (laughs) better watch out. That dog is scared for its life. (laughs) Oh, that's why he looks at me like that. It's like he's looking at me like he wants to eat me again. (laughs) He's hungry, (laughs) I can tell. Um, pizza. Oh yeah, I could probably order it now. <laughs> so what about you, Matt? Um, I liked it. Again, none of the episodes of this series are blowing me away, but this was still one of the better ones. But I can only give it, at the highest, uh, 8.5 out of 10 sucky moms. But uh, yeah, I liked most of it. I'm not sure what I thought of the, the whole part with the little kid. Generally, I like little kids out of my <laughs> out of my. TV shows and movies, but unless it's Home Alone, <laughs> <laughs> love Home Alone. Great. I can't think of anything that really bothered me, but it was you know not the best episode. It was really good with the little kid, and I like Ellison, even though he didn't really do much. Um, and yeah, you know, the Derek, and I like the Derek and John storyline. It's one of the storylines that sticks out in my brain when I think about the show, even though I could remember, can you know, trying to remember exactly when it happened until a few weeks ago. So I'll give it eight and a half out of ten uh, uh, Wizard of Oz book reports. So let's do some feedback. First we have an email from Danielson. Daniel says, Hey Chroniclers! <laughs> I love the way this episode gets off the ground immediately. It doesn't waste any time setting up the premise setting up and the premise is as classic Terminator as he gets. The bloody writing on the wall that dying resistance fighter left in their basement finally pays off its first plot dividend. 
also and it's fun to see John and Derek go off on a mission together and have some male bonding time Ooh. Matt you should be pleased in the future war scenes look in the future war scenes looks a lot like like a lot of plasma flying around yes I was pleased and the uh, HK uh, aerial one uh, looked on model looked pretty good <laughs> <laughs> may pass the Matt test Yep. Maybe the human resistance had to reverse engineer plasma weapon technology for the machines, leaving a stretch of time where all they had was conventional firearms and explosives. Nice geeky touch having the nameless Terminator use, in, use the iconic 45 long slide with laser sighting. This, shows, this show deserves props for handling its continuity well and not ignoring loose ends. I had complained before about how implausible it would be for the Connors to have left no trace from the mess they made at the nuclear power plant. Random un unidentified people with guns running through the place, dead bodies with their necks snapped, and endoskeleton, and here they pay it off with Weaver. Sorry, I heard a noise downstairs. <laughs> oh, it's probably a Terminator coming to get me. Um, it's happening! <laughs> it would be very ironic if the uh, robot uprising did happen while you were recording this podcast. No. But it'd be really cool, too, so... I, I kind of <laughs> want it to happen. <laughs> like, real! I love how Derek just walks onto a military school campus, presumably with forged credentials. <laughs> doesn't even specify which war he fought in and is asked to stand in as a teacher. It makes for good television but it's hilariously implausible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Justified. Kid Marty's insistence that he get his book report done feels real silly amidst all the stress of having a shootout in your home and being abducted by strangers with guns. I don't think any kid going through that situation in real life would be worried about their stupid book report. Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I think kids... um a coping mechanism yeah it's a, exactly coping mechanism when Cameron says that the the wonderful wizard of oz was john's favorite sarah gives her this scowl scowl i have to think Cameron learned that in the future during her and john's pillow talk <laughs> um did you notice when sarah called derek on the phone we heard a sequence of tone sound before they started speaking that's dtmf signaling dual tone multi-frequency and presumably is what they have switched to now after Cromarty cracked the formerly spoken current date code. Keep an ear out for it in future episodes. Interesting. Like the use, <clears throat> like the use of the 50 caliber rifle here, but I didn't like how toned down the sound was, which would have been ferociously loud. Slight nitpick, but realistically, Derek couldn't have fired it standing up like that. He barely would have been able to hoist that rifle up to his shoulder. It would have been knocked, knocked flat on his ass from firing it. Gun facts. <laughs> at the end we see Cameron standing in the shadows just watching I could think she was holding off to give John the room to grow more into the man he will become it's kind of what I was thinking great episode that delivers emotion and action Derek could have easily could easily be the badass but when Bedell is in shock and is about to be killed John stands and offers himself up as the higher priority target to the machine Distracting it long enough to save Bedell's life, so John Connor earns my badass of the week. Daniel. Nice. Thank you, Daniel. Who was everyone else's badass of the week? Because I don't think you guys said. Um, no. I agreed uh, with I, you. I liked your pick. Okay. Yeah. I also liked Derek Reese for like his whole his whole plan, even though it didn't like completely take out the Terminator until uh, they got lucky. Or was the tar sit? Was the uh, was the tar part? of the plan or they just happen to get get them over there 
I think it was part. Of, I don't know. I think it was part of the plan because he noticed it earlier. You know, when he was talking with the Lib- Librea Pit. So, I'd like to think. Yeah, maybe it's. I'd like to think that it's part of the plan because he mentioned it. Next, we have an email from Heidi who rewatched the episode since we took an extra week to record. Okay, hey guys, since you didn't record last week, I was able to watch the episode and send more coherent thoughts. I think I was mixed up on the, on the couple of plot points in my last email, so disregard that. I love that the Terminator is killing people named Martin Bedell because it harkens back to the original movie where Arnold was killing everyone named Sarah Connor. <clears throat> enjoy seeing John on a mission with Derek, I can always, and I always enjoy the Sarah and Cameron team up. We have Kyle Reese in the series now. What do you think? I like Cameron and Sarah's interactions with little Marty. Sarah gets tacked motherly, even if she sucks at it, and really likes the kid. Cameron even likes him. She knows how he likes the crust off his, cut off his sandwich. Elson has stumbled across Sarah again. Weaver's tank of eels creeps me out, and I don't even want to know what she did with the plant manager. The Wizard of Oz is a lot scarier than the movie. Oh, The Wizard, yeah, is a lot scarier than the movie. It's much closer to the weird Return to Oz movie that came out in the 80s. The scenes with um, Sarah and Marty reading the book while the battle fought on was really great. So much is, so this is so much to put on a teenage kid knowing that all these people die for him when he doesn't even know how he'll become the person they all die for. Such brilliance of the show. Does John become who he's supposed to be because of all these circumstances, or could there be a different timeline where John goes totally crazy and ends up to pat itself. Interesting to think about, but then time travel makes my head hurt. Till next time, Heidi. So, see, yeah, I think everyone's thinking the same thing. It's like, you know, it's it's really heavy. Well, not just heavy, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's a hoax that John Connor is the savior of the world. We live for the one, we die for the one. Mm. That's a different show, sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Next, thank you, Heidi. Next, we have an email from Ian. I will paste here. You know, Pizza Crest is really good, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I, I just prefer. I, I would. Yeah, I mean, don't they have Pizza Crest? Don't they sell them separately these days? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who Ian's. I like when um, pizza places uh, on their crust like put like buttered garlic on the crusts. Oh yes. <laughs> now they stuff their crusts. <laughs> No, I that's overkill. You better get done. Or like, you yeah, better, come on. <laughs> you better finish up or else I don't know what's going to happen to Will. Um, yeah. Who wants to take Ian's email? Matt. Okay. Matt or Matt. Uh, Here's my thoughts on what is one of my favorite episodes of this show. The story develops the relationship between Derek and John. By the end of this, they understand one another much better and in a way that neither Sarah or Cameron could. There's a close bond and trust there now. Uh, introducing Marsh... Martian? <laughs> Martian Bedell. <laughs> a good character in his own right. Is a great way into this as well as a setting ideal for exploring this relationship. The story also explores Derek and the effect the war has on him. There are multiple moments that add depth to the character, including two stories and a flash to the future. His expression at seeing a deer is subtly done, but you can read so much into it, and then the later story of young Kyle and Derek just adds to it. Um, 
You guys there? Yeah. Oh, it just went very quiet. Oh, sorry. Oh, you must have muted yourself. I just kind of stopped thinking about Martian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's a reaction to the guy who asked him if he has lots of kills. It's moving, and you can see how war has deeply affected Derek. Also in this, also in this, Bedell is sympathetic as we explore him and his expectations. We get a parallel John. We get a parallel John's own giving them common ground. Sentences confuse me. Common ground. Um, showing what a friendship they could develop in the future. Uh, additionally, we see a friendship that Bedell and Derek have in the future that contrasts well with the present. The general way John acts with the other cadets, then his actions in distracting the Terminator, showing Bedell and Derek's reaction. I think shows promise of the future and of John as a leader and his ability to inspire. That is reinforced at the end fantastically by Derek as he tells John Connor of Bedell's fate, capping it with some final words, ending this episode as well. This story confirmed Brian Austin Green's Derek Reese as my favorite, uh, favorite character. Uh, elsewhere, Sarah and Cameron protect another Bedell, Marty. Uh, another Bedell, Marty. There we go. After the events of this story, Marty would be affected too. Also, how is he going to explain his absence without getting Sarah in trouble? As for Sarah, here she is trying to be a mother again, and while she is uncomfortable to start with, it then develops the it then develops the something she lost or may never really ha- had with John. Mm. Um, then we get another use of the Wizard of Oz. In this it again draws another parallel between John and Marty and then adds flavor to the <laughs> battle. Battle? Battle? Maybe. Yeah, probably battle. With the T888. It makes me want to read the book. Folks, Matt actually does know how to read. It's just <laughs> that the spelling in this email is a little weird. <laughs> uh, I try not to point it out, but it's some, sometimes it's avoid, unavoidable. And it just well, if you don't point it out, you sound like you don't know what you're Yeah, doing. Yeah, it's his fault. <laughs> no one's, it's no one's fault. It's just the truth. It's fine. Ian, it's your fault. I, I sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you probably uh, did it on purpose. Other things, <laughs> other things of note here is how Weaver's intrigues grow and how Ellison is getting pulled deeper in. Also, there's a new phone code, key presses. Finally, I hope no one takes this quote as it sums up the whole show and films for me as well as the core of who Derek is. He died, John. He died for you. We all die for you. Will, please keep, clip that for the show. If people haven't seen it, they need to hear it. <laughs> Who would be lis- listening to this podcast without seeing the show? <laughs> if I remember to, I'll do that <laughs> if I can find it. Um, but yeah, I don't think people people listen to us just for the sake of listening to us. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we're that, on about something they I, haven't seen. I thought that I thought that line was unnecessary because John had already figured out what happened to him and he was already crying and then he's just like I know he's rubbing Derek, it in yeah Derek was like he, he, if you didn't this is your fault right now, <laughs> he died, he's, yeah. he's like a he's like a bully like older brother he's like I'm gonna like you know make you eat dirt <laughs> feel bad now you wait mm. you basically killed Martin John in the future just want you to know mm-hmm. that guy you like the guy you ran with he's dead now he's dead now because of you no pressure. <laughs> I'm just looking at some notes for this episode. 
Anyway. <laughs> so, how about the next episode? The next episode is called The Tower is Tall, But the Fall is Short. Season 2 gets some really weird episode titles. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I have no idea. So what was it? The Tower is Tall, But the Fall is Short? Yes. It's like Rapunzel? <laughs> it's like John's gonna grow his hair out, and Cameron's gonna climb up to rescue him? No, like he's gonna fall out of a tower, and he's gonna cling on to a flagpole, and it's protruding so he doesn't fall the whole way. He's like, oof, that was a short fall. <laughs> or there'll be an awning, like, you know, that'll catch his fall yeah. halfway through, like, randomly. Mm-hmm. I know that um, in tarot, there's a card called the tower, and it means, like, change, like, sudden change or something. Mm. So if it's a tall tower, there's a lot of change. Could be like, and then maybe maybe it's at the end of summer, and the fall is really short. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I like that one. All right, so Hmm. what was the title of the previous episode? Like the original title? I know the previous one was called Allison from Palmdale, but the what was it? Yeah, Camnesia. Oh, terrible. What? Yeah, that was their working title they had. That was, that was really bad. I, I really enjoyed that episode, though. I, uh, I really yeah. liked it. Um, I guess it didn't... It, I don't know. Maybe it didn't make sense, like logical sense, but I really enjoyed the scene where she calls her phone number, which is like her home phone, but she ends up reaching her mother, but she hasn't been born yet, so she gives her oh. mother her own name. It reminded me yeah. a lot of um, 12 Monkeys when he calls... Um, the, the, this phone number, but it actually hasn't been set up yet, so he reaches some house. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Yeah, I love 12 Monkeys. Yeah. I need to watch the TV show, too. TV show's good. So, I, I did like uh, that episode quite a lot, I just wanted to say. That was good. The tower is tall, but the fall is short. So, yeah, well, Matt A, thank you for coming this week. Hey, no problem! <laughs> 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 Right on! So, <laughs> yeah, right on. Remind us where we can find you out there on the internet. Uh, I do a podcast with Matt called Hooplecast, and it's a podcast about the television series Deadwood. We've just started season two. We record again on Sunday. Uh, yeah, we are uh, Hooplecast.com. Fun, fun show. It is Listen, fun. listen, learn, love it. <laughs> I am you still. Will love it. I have season one. And I'm just waiting to be watched. That's all I have. <laughs> oh, come on! But I will be listening along. I know it's just like you have to watch Veronica Mars. That was my previous podcast. So like I have to watch Deadwood. So I will, and I will listen to your podcast when I do. Mm. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, Will's Will sends in <laughs> feedback, though he didn't send in feedback yeah. last time. I know. Uh, I got tied up in a project. Yeah, sure. That I spent like all weekend working on. It'll be really weird, like time travel, because I'll hear like Will's feedback and he's already sent it, but Ooh. I'll be back in time listening to something that's already been done. It'll be weird. There's time travel in Deadwood. What? They, yeah, they go. Uh, <laughs> they go into the future one episode at a time. Oh, <laughs> <Swerging>. <laughs> wah 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 wah. <laughs> Swearing in it. Wow, I can't wait for a whole like more of this on the Deadwood cast. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. They they they've traveled in the future seven months between seasons. All right, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we take our time travel very seriously here, Matt. <laughs> uh, apparently, you do. Yeah. 
Raphael left the store with your order Ooh. one minute ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your pizza's on its way. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's all we have for this week, folks. <laughs> we'll be back next time with The Tower is Tall, but the fall is short. But remember, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. Later, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Do svidaniya. <laughs>